Welcome to Manager Tools. So this week we're going to finish up talking about how to make an offer so that you don't lose the candidates that you really want. We hold about 40 public conferences each year, the Effective Manager Conference, the Effective Communicator Conference, and the Effective Hiring Manager Conference. And we've been doing so for about 13 years. There's a lot of people who are already effective managers and effective communicators and effective hiring managers. And they often asked us, what's next? Well, now we have something that's next, the M Conference. The attendees will be people who are successful in their careers and looking to be leaders and executives in their organizations. We've got 10 leaders and C-suite executives from diverse industries talking about their thoughts and guidance on leadership and risk and management and the future. And they'll be here to share and help and network with you, the audience, as well as giving a, a speech about their planned topic delivery. Mike and Mark and some of the other Manager Tools associates will also be there to talk to. And we are really excited about this conference and we'd love to see you there. If you want more detail, go to the website and under training, look for the M conference or email Maggie at Maggie at manager-tools.com. I hope to see you there. Welcome to the Manager Tools podcast for Monday, May 14th, 2007. Hi, this is Mike, and on behalf of Mark and I, welcome to Manager Tools. Today, we cover part two of our series on extending a job offer to a candidate. As usual, if you haven't listened to last week's show, which was part one, I'd strongly encourage you to do so before going on with this show. It will make a whole lot more sense. Um, Before we get on with the show, though, one quick note. Due to travel, the conference, and other things, generally work, (laughs) Mark and I didn't get to the monthly registered members podcast last month. So please accept our apologies. Uh, We failed you miserably on that one. So this month, to make up for it, we're going to put out two registered members cast, the first of which we'll publish within the next day or so. If you have or want a team, you'll want to listen to this one because we're talking about team building or how, how to build a team that everyone wants to be a part of. So you won't want to miss it. If you're not a registered member already, it's easy. Just go to the website um, and sign up there on the homepage. You'll see a link for registering as a member. It's free, and like I said, it's really easy. So go ahead and do that. So without apology, let's get on with today's show. Now, the next one I think is incredibly powerful and not adhered to nearly often enough, which is making the offer the moment you're ready and you can. Yeah, I, I don't know what this issue is with delay with, uh, well, I'm actually thinking about it. I'm going to do it at the end of the week because of this or that or the other thing. I'm like, what? What the heck? That just means it's going to take longer for somebody to accept. And then if you've got other candidates that are potentially above the bar, you, I mean, you're delaying that too. Everything about delay doesn't make sense other than being prepared professionally. But to tell you the truth, for somebody who, let's say, has 10, 10 directs and they lose one, you're down 10%. What, what would be the value of delaying um, filling that position? Um, I, everyone has been on the receiving end of a delayed offer. You, most people have. Don't do that to your candidates. Make your decision. Do your prep work. 
if you haven't already, and pick up the phone and make the call. And in fact, be able to say, I just found out a half an hour ago and I couldn't wait. I sat down at my desk. I cleared my desk and I, I went through everything and now, and I'm calling to make you an offer. Yeah. Um, I mean, how powerful is that? I mean, we've all been on the other side as, as the hiring manager, you want candidates that are excited about coming to work for you. So part, one of the things you're looking for is people who are excited who want to work for you, want to work for the company. Right. It, it, the other side of the, the coin is, you know, folks want to be wanted. Your candidate wants to be wanted. Yes. And, that can make a significant difference in their willingness to accept the offer. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you something. That, that Your candidates want to be wanted. Every single person out there has been on the receiving end of an offer process. And, and many people, I'd say 90% of the people I talk to, talk about consuming a process, being the consumer of a process that just doesn't work or it's broken. And yet somehow, again, as I mentioned before, when the when the cards when the shoes on the other foot when you know when you're the manager rather than the candidate it's amazing the the sense of well they should want to come to work for us they're not willing to sell particularly bad in engineering and IT those of you who are technical we get these offers like hey this is Bob I'm calling with some good news please call me back you know my number I, I mean separate from the fact what what's really scary is. Every IT and engineer person I know says, Mark, I got to tell you, I'm willing to take 5 or 10% less on the technical stuff if we can get somebody who works well with people. And then you leave an offer, uh, not even an it offer, sounds you like leave that. a voicemail <laughs> like that. Like, you know, yeah. and some people say, well, that's just not me. And I say, you know what? We're not paying you to be you. We're paying you to be effective, to achieve results. If you know, if, if 50 people you talk to say it would work better for you to be upbeat, positive, energetic, persuasive, and and um, um, friendly and, and outgoing in, in your offer message, if you choose not to, then you're choosing personal preference. Yet again, I think it's a core problem because nobody's teaching management. But you're making a choice of personal preference for being yourself over what you know to be effective. Um, and, and, and there's nobody that wants to go to work for a completely dispassionate boss. At some level, some engineers and IT people and other technical people would say, well, Mark, I'm, I'm not going to be swayed by that. But at some level, as a human, you, I've had too many people say, boy, they really want me to come to work there. There must be more opportunities there. Um, so you've, yeah. you've, got an, you've got an obligation to, to, uh, to do it quickly as a way and, and talk about that as a way of sending a powerful, persuasive message. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so make your flipping decision and do your homework and research and if, if you haven't already and then call, you know? Yeah. And one thing related to this in terms of uh, making the card, do, do, do it the moment you're ready. Uh, you may have to manage the process in HR. Call the HR person and say, look, I, I, I'm ready to make an offer. And maybe they have to put something together, put the package together and sign off on it and get approvals or whatever else. And ask when is going to be done. And if it's going to be done tomorrow, say, look, I, can I call you at 10 o'clock in the morning um, and, and find out when? Or I'll call you at 10 to check on it. Don't, and, and if they tell you tomorrow, the first thing I would say is when tomorrow? And then make them say, they'll say two o'clock or four o'clock, whatever. Great. I'll call you at four. And, and when they say, well, I'm not done yet. That's fine. When are you going to have it done? I say, well, actually, I'm really busy. Actually, I have an opening. Um, and, and I'll tell you what, somebody said two. And then they said, well, I'll, I'm sure I'll be done with the end of the day. I said, well, is the end of the day five? And they said, yeah, five. And I call it five. If, if I didn't have a good answer and I'd done all my homework and I, I'm following the process that HR is following and so on, um, I, I don't know. It depends on the situation whether or not I would call the candidate and give them a hint. I generally am not in favor of hints. But I would say to the HR person, what do I need to do to make this happen? And do I need to talk to somebody else? I'm not going to say I don't want to, you know, I want to talk to your boss, but do I need to talk to somebody else? 
And and I would absolutely inform my boss that, hey, look, at I, I talked to HR 36 hours ago. They said they'd have an offer to, you know, the, the details in 18 hours or 20 hours, 24 hours. It's now 12 hours late. I, I'm willing to be patient, but I'm not willing to be patient and be happy about it. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Good. Okay. So, so the next step, which is we're in step five, make the call. Look, if you can do it from a landline, don't make a phone call for an offer from your cell phone while you're moving around. This is just, I mean, really, uh, most people are doing this research somewhere near a, a landline phone. They may be at their desk or they may be home. Use the landline phone. Um, clear your desk. Turn off your BlackBerry. Turn off your monitor on your computer so you don't get distracted. Clear. I mean, literally, physically clear your desk of other stuff. Um, if you can, in my experience, it's better to do it in the morning. People tend to get more anxious later in the day. You tend to be less crisp, of course, later in the day. Um, it gives the candidate that extra time of, of, of having that day. If You're, you're not going to change your decision date for an offer based on when you give it during the day. So sooner in the day is better. I'm not suggesting you have to put that together with the previous comment about do this the moment you're ready. You don't decide at four o'clock in the afternoon to make an offer and then say, well, Mark said to wait until the morning. So I'll wait until the morning. No, <laughs> make the call. But if you can, if you get, if you get an information eight, nine, 10 o'clock in the morning, call right away. There's no value in waiting till the end of the day. Um, you're going to sound better. You're going to feel good. The candidates, um, uh, going to feel good the rest of the day. Um, you're going to you're going to feel good and rather than going home and wondering what the candidate's going to do and then not being able to do anything about it you'll be um you'll be thinking hey I've made an offer you'll feel good for the rest of the day um furthermore they may accept immediately you, you never know part of our process is we're actually going to ask them to accept right away even though we know they probably won't um, but if they accept immediately, you have time to take action that day. What a powerful first step. The moment somebody accepts is, is a very delicate moment. And if you say, great, thanks a lot, I'll get back to you. And then three days later, and, and they're all excited. And then gradually you let that engine of excitement run down to nothing because they're not hearing anything from you. Gosh, say, look, let me, let me make, let me call HR real quick and we'll have them talk to you or, or, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to overnight some stuff to you. And, and I want to be able to talk to you. Can we, can we schedule a time that we can start talking about this um, and next steps and so on sometime in the next 24 hours. That's a powerful message that says, not only was I motivated to make an offer quickly, but I'm what really I'm excited about is you coming to work for me. And now you're going to get a chance to see what it's like to work for me, which is I'm going to take care of you and I'm going to be sensitive to what you need in the process. Yeah, that, that that's it's incredibly powerful. You know, if if they call you back, and a lot of times folks are not going to accept right then and there. Right. And if they call you back, then they call you back when they want to call you back. And you you you, you may have just walked out of production meeting where you're getting hammered because your your operations are down or something and you're not in the best emotional yes. state to to deal with the candidate. So, to to extend if you can do it right then and there and get it, get an acceptance right then and there, you're in just way better position to position them to be motivated when they show up on your at your doorstep the next uh, week right. or two weeks or whenever. Exactly. Yep. Good. Cool. Now, now, if you call and you can't get them, I think this will surprise a lot of people. It's okay to leave a voicemail. Oh, God. Uh, th this but is, not any voicemail. The, uh, the first point we made, uh, you, you have to be the one that makes the offer, is the most important. Number six, though it's okay to leave a voicemail, is my pet peeve of all of this. I don't know who thought that leaving a voicemail with an offer, an offer voicemail, wasn't a good idea, but whoever it was, we should have thumb screws for them. 
It's comical how it, it's, I mean, look, look the moment you, uh, you accept the, 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 the premise that you can't leave an offer on voicemail, the, the comedy that ensues is just riveting. You, you, you leave a voicemail telling someone to call without information. What, what, what is that? That's, that's high school kids saying, I know something you don't know. You play phone tag for three days with a candidate, not knowing what the call is about. Nothing, nothing does that. And I've got to tell you, candidates don't assume it's positive. There's no other process that, that, that goes like that. In our experience, the vast majority of candidates assume it's negative. Then the manager says, oh, it's good news. And now the candidate sort of knows, but starts worrying about the details. Why isn't he, if, if, you know, if he's willing to hint that it's good news, why won't he tell me the details? This is crazy. Um, leave the offer on their voicemail or, or on their answering machine. Yes, you heard that right. Oh gosh, what if some? What if their roommate plays the message? Well, okay, they play the message, and yes, they're. Oh my gosh, we're we're at risk, and I believe that's a bigger negative than three or four days of playing phone tag. Now, I, quite frankly, the number of people who have answering machines as opposed to voicemail is pretty small. But if you're worried that somebody else is going to access your candidate's voicemail, you have different issues about their access to things, about their, their issues of personal security. If somebody else is listening to their voicemail, every single thing you ever tell them on their voicemail while they work for you is going to be suspect. You, I mean, gosh, that would be a reason not to hire them, quite frankly. Yeah, that's a, that's a different problem entirely. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, but this is one of those cases where you have to be prepared to leave the voicemail even if you expect to get them on the phone. So you have to leave your notes. You have to be ready to go Well, yeah, but, uh, before but, you make the call. But here's the thing, partner. That pe- people say, well, the reason I called then was I knew I would get voicemail and I could just leave them a message. And they, people have actually told me. And that way when they call back, if I'm not ready to make the offer, I let it go to voicemail. Uh, well, uh, what? This is really all about you all of a sudden? So, yeah, you, you've got to be ready. You should assume that you're going to get someone when you call them on the phone to make an offer. And if you really want to make an offer, why wouldn't you want to talk to them and say, wow, you're great. I'm really excited. I can't tell you. It's just so hard to get hired here. When I find somebody who's good, I just, I really, it excites me. I mean, the idea of calling and, and wanting to get voicemail so you don't have to leave the offer so you can delay the process seems just, I don't know. It seems very penny wise and pound foolish. Yeah. And on the other hand, Get, calling them, expecting to get them, and then getting their voicemail, not leaving the voicemail because you weren't prepared yeah. oh, to leave it a, yeah. to leave it a detailed voicemail. That's that just goes to the point that you weren't ready to make the offer. Yeah, exactly. Step two there. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. Okay. Good. I think we've we've beaten right. that one up. Yeah. Next one, number seven. Be upbeat. Now, don't forget praise and congratulations. That's amazing. The number we're still selling at this point, right? Yeah. Well, I I am. I, you know, this is one of those things. And you're getting more off, yeah, offers you, accepted. Yeah, you, you've heard you've heard me say this before. When somebody asks a really bizarre question, I go, I want a team next to you so I can bury you. Um, you know, I, I, it's a huge missed opportunity for most managers. We alluded to this before. Take a moment, folks, and sell your opportunity. If you're not willing to sell it, you ought not to be, you're not not to be willing to offer it. Um, um, talk about their fit. Talk about your desire to hire them. Talk about things they did during the interviews. Talk about accomplishments they've had that are particularly exciting to you. Um, praise them. Flatter them. Some folks will say that this will increase the chances that they that, that the candidate will want more money, right? Oh, boy, if I flatter them too much, they'll yeah, think they're sure, really right. good. Yeah. I don't buy I just don't buy that. We don't buy that. Um, candidates want to be accepted. As you said earlier, they want to be wanted. Um, downplaying the joy of an offer when the rest of the process is so difficult and so often 
not pleasant and, and, and stop and start and so on. Um, uh, downplaying the joy of an offer to decrease the possibility of salary negotiations is like cutting off your nose to spite your face. We do see, avoiding failure is not the same thing as seeking success. It, by definition, if you make an offer, you're accepting a risk. Reduce your risk for acceptance. Uh, uh, reduce your risk of, of losing someone, even if. I think this is wrong thinking, even if you think mistakenly that it increases your chances for negotiation. I actually believe at some level emotionally increase your chances for not negotiation. They just say, wow, this guy's great. I'm going to accept right now because I want to go to work for a guy who's willing to be so upbeat about me. Um, so anyway, um, and, and look, my dick about negotiation is you don't have to negotiate. You say, look, you're my best guy. And, and I gave you my best offer. And I just, there's no more money in the pot. And, and I totally respect if you want to say no. And uh, I, I certainly understand that. I think the fit is wonderful, and I, I can't offer you any more money. Um, if I had a million dollars, I'd offer you a million dollars, but the company would go out of business, and so we're making business decisions here, and there is literally no more money in the pot. I'm, I totally respect the fact that you want more money, and if I lose you for this, I respect that. Privately, what I would think is, yes, I would respect you for saying no based on money, but I'd be glad that I lost you because I don't want to spend the rest of my days fighting with you over money. So Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so not talking about money. Um, and the offer, next step, yeah. bottom line, up front. Yep. You must start. And, and, and by the way, we talk about praise and congratulations. That's not to say that you spend a whole paragraph telling somebody how great they are without saying the word offer. You must start with the word offer in your first sentence. You must. Okay. Um, when we talk about answering the question, give me an example of significant accomplishment. We say the first sentence, the first thing you say, the first sentence should describe where your, your accomplishment in one sentence, right? With as few paragraph, few commas as possible. You've got to do this. Don't say you'd like to make an offer. That's like people saying, I'd like to thank you. Well, okay. Are you gonna, um, I, I, I say I am making you an offer. In fact, I've actually had managers tell me, Mark, I'm pretty clever about this. I call them and say, I'd like to make you an offer. It's for this and this and this. Call me and let's talk about it. And the candidate goes, wow, I'm really excited. And they've got all kinds of issues. And the manager goes, well, I'm sorry, just just to be clear, I haven't made you an offer yet. I just told you I'd like to make you one. And and um, I'm glad you share with me your issues. Let me go back to HR and see what I can do. And they come back and say, look, I don't think it's going to work out. After all, there's been a couple of stumbles. I apologize. And that way they can keep their acceptance rate at 100% because they didn't make an offer. I find that just unethical. Uh, oh, if I man. find out a manager did that who worked for me, I'd, um, I might not fire him, but I'd, be, I'd come very close very quickly. Um, but, yeah, they get some feedback, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, they might even get late-stage coaching all of a sudden. Um, look, I, I've been in a 100 situations where neither side is clear on what the other one thinks regarding who's got an offer, who's driving the train, who's in control. As I said earlier, the definition of an offer is when the control passes to the candidate. Um, and And if they don't have the information they need, offer, position, salary, location, benefits, uh, deadline – um, then control hasn't passed. If you don't feel like you can make a decision because you don't know enough, then you truly don't have control. Um, we also recommend, by the way, that the first sentence be short and sweet. Um, I, I'm calling to make you an offer, period. I'm thrilled to make you an offer. Then put together some sentences about desire and benefits and, and so on per, per the rest of this stuff. So you've got to say, I'm making you an offer right up front. Would you know what to do if one of your directs told you feedback might work for other people, but it won't work for me? 
Or if you met an executive who might have a hand in hiring you and said something you regret? Those are two situations we've been asked about recently. And even though we have thousands of podcasts, there are nuances we haven't yet covered. These licensees were able to ask about their specific situation because they get a special email address that they can use to ask Mark and the rest of the Manager Tools team anything they want, from agendas to career zigzags. Mark and I send out emails every week with even more information about management, professionalism, and life at work. To find out more, go to manager-tools.com and type hashtag license in the search bar. Next step, making yourself available for questions. It's amazing to me the number of managers think they make the offer go away, and then the next conversation they have should be a yes or a no. Exactly. Um, you'd be surprised how many folks think it's time to let the candidate decide. It's silly. Um, you want to be able to influence the candidate's thinking because their brother-in-law who works for the government might be trying to influence them too and act all important because he already has a job. He doesn't know a thing about your job. He doesn't know a thing about your industry. He doesn't know how things work. And Well, my brother-in-law told me X. You know, I'll tell you what worries me is if I was the one making an offer and somebody said to me, well, my brother-in-law said X, and I'm afraid that I would be so stunned with the stupidity of that statement that I would pause for a full second and I would send him some negative feedback without even, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't intend it to. I'd just be like, surely I didn't just offer someone who's not smart enough to recognize that their brother-in-law who works for the government might not know what the heck he's talking about. <laughs> um, I, I apparently, apparently I've made a critical judgment in error <laughs> or error in judgment. Um, yeah. So, so you have got, you've got to tell them that you're available for questions. Um, and, uh, and that means your, your phone number your home phone number, your work phone number, your cell phone number, the whole kit and caboodle. Next step, number 10, making HR, HR available to you versus making HR available to the, the candidate, at least as the first point of contact. We're saying yeah, now, right. you're and, the first point of contact. Right, and we talked about this before. This is just part of the, the, the actual what you say. Of course, making HR available, but please, 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 as I said before, make yourself the primary point of contact. What you do is say, if you have any questions, please just call me. If it's benefits or HR related, I will find the right person to help you if I don't know the answer. I want to be your point of contact because I'm the one that can make things happen quickly for you. I've been in your shoes. I know how hard it is to play phone tag for several days with people who are not as connected with your particular search as I have been and as you have been in this process. Don't, managers, turn this over to HR and have HR become a clearinghouse, as I said earlier. They don't have the sense of urgency that you do. And you've got to be on top of the candidate's thinking. You've got to influence timing. If you have an offer out and you're not thinking every day about what you're saying to them and how they're feeling, and you don't have a good sense of which way the wind's blowing, that's your fault, and you should be influencing this. Good. And step 11. Now, this is, this might, you know, it's a fact. You need to get an answer. You got to give a deadline and ask for acceptance. Yeah. Um, When you make an offer, you've got to give a deadline. Um, and, and let me just be clear. I want to go back. I didn't, I didn't touch on it as well as possible. An offer is when control goes to the candidate. Usually what that means is it's a, it's a position, the salary. In some cases, it needs to be a location. Benefits, in other words, additional compensation and deadlines. Okay? Um, if you don't give a deadline, um, you, 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 you may never get the offer back. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll come back to that. As a general, as a general rule, when people ask me, okay, what, what de- deadline should I give? As a general rule, I give until the first Monday after I make the offer. 
unless I'm making the offer on Friday. Uh, although in some cases, if I'm really pushed, I might actually still make it Monday. Um, I usually allow a couple of days of wiggle room. In other words, if they ask me for two more days, I'm, I'm prepared to provide that. In other words, I don't give them my final drop dead date. Um, I might say I, I like an answer by 5 p.m. Monday or by noon on Monday. By the way, um, uh, waiting longer in the day isn't necessarily good if it's after the weekend. If you're giving them a weekend, the majority of their thinking happens over the weekend. Um, uh, and, and if you wait until 5 o'clock Monday, that gives them a day to make a bunch of phone calls that you may not want them making. Um, but look, don't uh, substitute your eagerness for their timing. A deadline is part of every professional offer. You have to have that offer back. If you don't give a deadline, then three weeks from now, they should call and say, look, I know we haven't talked, but I've decided to accept your offer. Well, well manager, that was your fault. You should have said, you got a week. Um, and, and then they're embarrassed. And and, and if they're, if they're uh, not uh, senior, if they don't have a lot of experience and they don't know that they should have gotten back to you in a reasonable period of time or they're arrogant about it, um, they may think, oh, I blame them. I think three weeks is way too long, but but there have been people say, I still have an offer. You're like, no, you don't. Or, or I'd like to discuss my offer with you. I, I'm sorry, I didn't hear from you for three weeks, and I assumed you weren't interested, so I wouldn't offer to somebody else. Um, there have been lawsuits about less than that, quite frankly. Yeah, so why not ask for their acceptance? Exactly. Why not? Ask them. Yeah. Um, so, uh, okay, so, so give me an example. How does it sound? Yes. Okay, good. Here's how I would do it. Mike, I'm thrilled to be calling you to make an offer. I can't, can't tell you just how excited I am. I'd love for you to come to work for Manager Tools. It's very hard for us to find people that meet our standards. And when we do, quite frankly, we're just eager to have you join us. We've been talking about you. We've had so many great conversations. Our discussion about new products, the conversation you and I had about new products, just completely fired me up. The position is, as we've discussed, it's a coaching associate. The base compensation is $100,000 a year. Incentive pay in the form of bonuses and commissions is up to 40% of your base. You'll be able to live wherever you want based on our discussions uh, regarding uh, uh, getting to an airport. We have a pretty liberal scheduling policy, vacation policy, as, you, as I think you remember us talking about in the interviews. You have unlimited vacation at Manager Tools, unlimited sick days, unlimited personal days. If you want it, you can take it. The medical and dental plans are, as we've discussed, uh, I've taken the liberty of sending you the plans overnight. Um, if you have any questions, we will get them all answered. Uh, my cell number is, my office number is, my home phone is. Of course, you know my assistant, Allie, and you can get her at this cell number. And she knows that the most important phone calls and conversations I'll be having in the next week or a few days or however long uh, are with you. The most important thing we do here is add to our team. Um, and for now, until you make a decision, uh, you're more important than our clients. Um, I'd like to have an answer regarding a deadline. I'd like to have an answer by next Monday, um, by noon. Um, I'm also eager to have you accept now if you're ready. Will you accept the offer that I'm so eagerly sharing with you? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. You were really offering yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice job there, Porter. And, and by the way, you noticed I used their name right up front. I said Mike right up front. You always do yeah, that. Yeah, you shouldn't have used my name. I probably wouldn't have gotten so excited. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
That's how it sounds. And it takes a little time. I mean, you start off really excited and then you add some detail and you, you sell during the entire process. And I bet you very few people out there have ever heard an offer like that. And yet now that you know how to do it, it's not hard. Yeah, no, it makes a difference. It yeah. makes a difference. Now, how about um, you've made the offer to me? Let's say I don't accept, and I'd be silly not to accept that offer for right. <laughs> How exciting! How exciting was that? It'd be a pay but, cut, but okay. I, I haven't accepted it either. There's a long list of folks that want to come and work for Manager Tools. What do you do about them? Yeah, we're, this is really not part of the offer, but we do want to touch on this very, very briefly because everybody always asks about it. You, no, number one, you got to keep others on hold. For those candidates you haven't ruled out yet, when you make an offer to someone, you want to touch base with the others because now you're out of control of the process, whereas yesterday you were in control of the process and there were several candidates in the mix. We assume that you are smart enough to interview based on someone meeting a standard, and if they have not met the standard, you've already ruled them out. We don't keep our number two simply because he's our number two because we may hire him as a warm body if we don't get our number one. But if someone is still good enough, but and they've passed, they're over the bar, but they're not your number one and you only have one opening, um, then you want to call each of those candidates and say, look, I want to give you an update. We're still considering some candidates. We're working on details. I hope you'll be patient. I was impressed. I'm sorry for a delay. Give me, of course, as you know, I'll be in touch every two or three days to keep you posted. And, and I want to keep them on the front burner as much as possible. I don't want them to go to the back burner. I want to keep them on the front burner. And that's why I'm still going to be calling every three days, which of course is our next point, point number 13, which is call every three days. Now, look, the, of course we mean this for the person you've offered, but it, but it applies as well to the person you haven't offered. Um, you may only have to do this once or maybe twice, depending upon how much time there is between the offer and the deadline. But gee whiz, just don't let the line, don't just let the lines go black. I mean, don't, 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 not stay in touch. You Again, you want to be knowing which way the wind's blowing in your candidate's mind. Pick up the phone and ask, hey, any questions? We're still excited. I'm still eager to have you start. I want you to make a good decision. I want you to take all the time you need. And I also know that sometimes you get busy and you want to ask a question and you forget about it and you get home at night and you say, oh, I don't want to bother at home. So I'm just touching base. If you have any questions, let me know. Still excited. Can't tell you how great it is to think that we've got a shot to hire somebody as good as you. Yeah. What about what about after they've accepted, but before they come to work? You know they're they're going to start their start date is thirty days out. They've accepted the offer. What what then? Oh gosh, you've got to be talking to them as well. I I, I I I mean you're not implying that I've suggested that once we once they accept that we're we're going to leave them alone, right? I mean, you, oh no, oh, I didn't. Gosh, I yeah. didn't for a yeah. second, but I wanted to make that clear. Yeah, absolutely. I, you, I, yeah, it depends. It depends on how long the time is before they start. Um, but I generally don't make, recommend going any longer than a week. And it depends on the candidate. It depends on several situations. So yeah, absolutely. And and in fact, yeah, I, for most candidates, I generally recommend every three days. Yeah, I I made this mistake one time way back in my career. I extended an offer to an individual, and I still remember his name. That's how much it sticks in my in my uh, throat. But um, he was going to start thirty days later. And he accepted, and I didn't talk to him until the day before he's supposed to start. And guess what I heard? Wow. He wasn't coming to work for me. Wow. Yeah. So during that 30 days, the company he was working for was doing their best to negotiate yeah. a different position, different salary, and they won, and I wasn't part of the game. Yep. I will never forget and, that one. And, and, and let's be honest. It wasn't because of their offer. It was because of the combination of the other offer and the lack of, of for, front of mind um, association he had with your offer. He, so you mean I had some responsibility here? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't feel like oh, a Lone Ranger. Man. It's happened to me too. I'm not. I'm, I'm, yeah. Yeah. We. What, what is it we said a hundred times? Good judgment comes from experience, and experience comes from bad judgment. Yep. Yeah. That one kills me. Right. Still. Yeah. Still hurts. Still. You remember? Still yeah. Hurts. Yeah. We always remember our failures. <laughs> that's why I have such a good. Oh, that's that's the only why, one I can remember. Though. Yeah. That's the way I have. That's why people think I have such a good memory. I have more failures than you. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay. Okay. So let's let's run over these real quick. Okay. Quick review. Okay. Uh, again, primary rule: you, the manager, must make the offer. Number two, that means you have to do some prep work. Number three. Take a look at increasing stuff. Vacation comes to mind, but there could be other things in the in the cafeteria style that you've got. Make the offer the moment you're ready and you can. You make the call. Okay, it's okay to leave a voicemail with the offer details. Uh, you want to be upbeat. Start with praise and congratulations. That sense of wanting is so so being wanted is important to people. Bottom line up front: tell people that you uh, I'm making you an offer. Here's the position, here's the salary, location if necessary, and here are the benefits and a deadline um, that you're going to be available for questions and you become the point of contact. Uh, HR, of course, will be available to you. Um, You give the deadline again and you ask for acceptance. You don't just give a deadline. You take the chance that they might accept. Make sure you do what you need to do to keep others on hold if they've they've met the bar and, and could be offered at some point in the future. Um, and then call every 72 hours, every three days for updates. That's it. 13 steps. Awesome. Well, I, I folks, I, I hope folks uh, mark this in their iPod or give it one star to five stars or whatever they use to mark important stuff and then come back and listen to this next time they have the opportunity. We realize most of our listeners are not probably right now engaged in this, but when you're ready, Come back and listen, because this is going to make a difference. I, I have a feeling, in fact, that this is going to be one of those ones that um, if people, you know, w- whenever this comes out uh, and whenever premium content is available, um, that people are going to want premium content of this. They're definitely going to want um, a PowerPoint and and uh, transcript or show notes, show notes of this. Yes, exactly. Yep. So they can just they, they, they can use it right away to. To, uh, they don't have to listen to the whole cast again. They could just go right to, okay, I, I've got my checklist. It's there in the notes. It's there in the PowerPoint, and I'll be able to go right to it. Yeah, well, that's why premium content is going to be so valuable, yeah. which is coming, folks. Yeah. <laughs> so we won't talk any more about it, but it's coming. All right, my friend. Thank you, sir. Thanks, as always, great stuff. Okay, bye. Well, that concludes our series on making an offer. Well, at least for now. we got a lot more to say about it, and we'll talk more about it on the future show. In the meantime, if you have any questions for Mark or I, please join us on the discussion forums, www.managertools.com, and uh, we'll do our best to answer them there. Uh, Given the amount of email we get these days, it helps us out quite a bit if you post your questions on the forums. It's easier for us to manage, and everybody on the forums gets the benefit of your excellent questions that we get every week. So we'd appreciate it if you go ahead and do that. For that, thanks for listening, and we'll see you all again next week. So long.